Seder Snippet Series is sponsored generously by the Saka family. We have concluded our analysis of the bracha of Borei Chaleinu, the bracha of Parnasa. We understood its themes, its historical precedent, and we examined the meaning of its words. What's left is to understand the shift, one of the, uh, the only bracha in the Amida that depending on the season, the time of the year, we uh, change the actual text. Part of the time in the summer months, we say the same bracha. During the winter months, we say v'sein talumater levracha. So why do we change? Why do we shift? What's going on? And this seems to be a corollary with another change that happens in the Amidah, <coughs> which is, in the winter months, we say mashivarach amorit ageshem, the beginning of the Amidah, and the bracha of gvura. And in the summer months, Ashkenazim say nothing, and Svaradim say morit hatal. Do those two go together, or are they separate? So as we discussed back in the Siddur snippets for the beginning of the Amidah, the uh, Gvuros, the bracha that describes Hashem's unparalleled might and power, references the three keys that Hashem holds on to. He gives us the ability to conquer and manipulate and control the world, but there are three things, no matter how much advance, no matter how much progress we make, we will never, not only control, we'll never even understand. Our capacity to predict the weather is pathetic, given how, how much else we can do. For our community, we know the cone of uncertainty that gets narrow, is usually wrong. I always say, if they say the hurricane's heading right for you, that is the best news. It means the likelihood is you're gonna be just fine. In our experience, it's when they say, ah, the cone, it's unlikely, it's outside. Brilliant technology, satellites, with everything that we have and everything we know, not only are we unable to control the weather, we can barely even predict the weather. And there are two other cases, the ability to resurrect the dead, bring them back to life, and fertility, as much as we've made progress and advances, we dive in all those longing and waiting to have children should be blessed with beautiful, healthy children who give them nachas, but ultimately we mix the ingredients in the laboratory, but whether or not they take is up to the Rabbonu Shalom. So in the context of that brach of guros, Hashem's unparalleled might, we mention those three themes. Mashi is the weather. Hashem holds on to that key. God brings the dead back to life. And he gives life itself. Sustains life, gives life. Those are the three keys. So when do we begin Mashiva Ruach? It's a in the opening Mishnah and Tainus. It's a there, the Gemara says. One opinion, the Gemara says, the Mishnah says, the first day of Sukkot. The other opinion is the Shemini Atzeris, the seventh day of Sukkot. And the Tanoim go back and forth in a conversation in that Mishnah. Why would you daven for the rain on the first day of Sukkot? It's a Simen Klala. Nobody wants it to rain the beginning of Sukkot. Wait till the end. And the response of that Tana is, I didn't say to ask for rain then. I just said, that's when it's appropriate to mention that Hashem is the source of rain. Well, if you're mentioning Hashem is the source of rain, mention it all year long. No, no, it's only appropriate to mention in its time. How do we paskin? Not the first day. We paskin. We begin on the seventh day. When do we begin saying, Saint When in Barich Aleinu? which is clearly the request for rain. It's not only acknowledging Hashem as the source of rain, that is expressing the actual request for rain. When do we begin asking for rain? So that's a Mishnah on in Tainas Davyud. The third day of Marcheshvan, we ask for the rain. That's the Tanakhama. Rabbi Gamliel disagrees. Rabbi Gamliel Omer, B'Shiva Bo. On the seventh day. Tezvav Yom Achrachag. What's the significance of the seventh of Mar Cheshvan? What's the significance of that day? The Mishnah says, 
That's 15 days after the conclusion of Sukkot, the end of Shemini Atzeres. 15 days later. Why wait 15 days to begin asking for the rain? Because those who the governor has to rescue, the evacuees from the Inbal and the King David and the Waldorf, they need 15 days to be met on the tarmac to be rescued from their sukkahs. I don't mean to minimize, and we're grateful for all of his work, but 15 days it would take those who are traveling from Aliyah Laragel, those who made their way to Yerushalayim but live in other parts of the country, the maximum time it took to get home was 15 days. Why don't we want to ask for the rain until they get home? Today we travel above the rain. We climb above the turbulence. We go above the clouds. But in those days they traveled on the roads. And if it rained, what would happen? It wasn't just you got your shoes dirty. If there were mudslides, they could be lethal. So a family that went to Yerushalayim for Yantif, if we asked for the rain too soon prematurely and it led to, run, to mudslides, it could cost them their life. It could cost them their life. So says the Mishnah, where was the Mishnah written? Not a trick question. Where was the Mishnah written? The Mishnah was written in the north of Israel. Sipori, Rabbi Danasi was written in the north of Israel. So the Mishnah wrote, written and authored in Israel gives us the timing for Israel. It's a three-way machlokas, Tanakama, and, and uh, two-way machlokas, sorry, Tanakama, Rabbi Gamliel, either the, first day, the third day of Mar Cheshvan, or what we pass in Eretz Israel, the seventh day, to wait 15 days after the conclusion of Yantif. The Ran, the Ran writing in the 14th century, wonders, V'chitema, V'zman she'beis ha-mikdash mikvah we don't have a Beis HaMikdash. In Eretz Yisrael today, they still wait till the 15th day after the end of Sukkot, i.e. the 7th of Mar Cheshvan, to begin saying, V'sein Talamatel of Racha. Why? We're already waiting for Mashiach? So it's an incredible Ran. The Ran says something. The Ran writes, mm-hmm. The Ran and other Rishonim write, the Ramam also writes this way, centuries after the Churban, Jews continued going on Aliyah Loregel. The Rishonim write, Jews continued to go on Harabayas. I'm not touching that with a 10-foot pole right now, or weighing in on it. The Rabbanut of Israel, the Marad Asavar, it's Israel have a position on it. But there were Jews who even centuries after the Churban, continued three times a year Aliyah Laregel to gather in Yushalayim. Some even went to the places that they could and were allowed on Harabayas. But the Rani writes explicitly, this was the custom. The Ran is writing much later. And because we still have those Jews who make their way to Israel for Shalash Regalim, there's no Beis HaMikdash, they can't offer Karbanos, they're not offering a Karban Chagiga, a Shlame, and yet, Jews still make their way. That's why still in Israel, they first begin to ask Vesein or Matar, until the 7th of Marcheshvan, so those who are in the King David and the Inbal and the Waldorf and their apartment can be evacuated, refugees can be brought home, they can get out in time, we still wait till then. What about those who are not in Israel? We'll pick up with this next time at the Gemara, Amar Abelazar, Halach is like Rabbi Gamliel, but what about Bagola? If you don't live in Israel, maybe it's a different rainy season, and that's what we're going to get to. What if the rainy season is a different time? In Europe, we'll see with the rush. Southern Hemisphere, once Jews began to populate the Southern Hemisphere, I don't know what the new president of Argentina, he follows Lubavitch, apparently. He's a big fan of the Rebbe. So I don't know, we'll see what the Balatanya says. Mustama, the new president of Argentina, follows him. 
putting on some costumes, saying, So we'll continue Mitzvah Shem next time. Again, a big welcome to Rabbi Brandon. I encourage everyone to join us at 7 o'clock as we announce before.